Welcome to Speed Movie Minute, the podcast where we break down the 90s action classic speed one minute at a time. And where we always try to stay above 50. I'll be your SWAT officer, Roger Wistar. And I'm the wildcat behind the wheel, Bentley Michaels. And I'm the Gap, (laughs) Paul. Yes, and and sadly, I think for the last time, perhaps, uh, definitely the last time this week, uh, we have our special guest, Jonathan Howell from... Roger, am I dying? What's happening? <laughs> Minute Impossible. Well, you know, I mean, you might come on for later minutes, but, uh, you know... Jonathan, we, know. we didn't want to tell you, but unfortunately, after this ends, yeah, you're you're going away, bud. You're yeah, going you know to the that. big field you know up north. <laughs> you know that bomb vest that they put on Sandy Bullock uh, towards the end of the movie? I hate to break this to you, but uh, just, just watch out when vest. you wake up. Well, I'm taller. Anyway, so... <laughs> Jonathan Howell from the uh, Minute Impossible and the Cast and the Furious. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Oh, awesome. Just the whole show like this. Let's. We, you kind of sound like you just went like Australian there, just for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Toward the A's. You the, sounded the like vowels. a weird mashup of of Keanu Reeves and like Steve Irwin, the Crocodile Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Something's afoot at the Circle K. Let's go yeah. over there. Well. This is our Friday show. This is our happy hour. Uh, crack one open if you got them. This is rip minute and grip it. 70 of speed. Uh, this minute starts with Jack getting an unexpected phone call from an admirer. And it ends with Howard Payne discussing his feelings and his anonymity with Jack. So this, this minute is kind of really tonally different from the other four that we've been doing this week. I mean, essentially, yeah, you it's gotta a... You got to bring us back down. You got to, you know... <laughs> It's it's just a little almost it's like a it's like a two person stage play between these two actors. So we'll, yeah, we'll, there's we'll been see. too much action. Ooh. Now we need some acting, guys. We'll, that's a play. Do speed like eight angry ten or ten eleven ten angry men, whatever the hell it's called. Eight angry men. <laughs> there's there's twelve of them because they're 12. on the jury, Jonathan. That's right, twelve angry men. <laughs> do do eight twelve six. Eight, Dude. eight is eight is the unfilmed sequel where they kill four of the jury members because oh, they no, don't that's do it they, the way they want to. No, eight angry women. That's the female version. Oh, uh, good much one. More successful. Ocean's well, Eight with men. Sandra Bullock. Ocean's Eight with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you got we, all, it. we we got it. You don't have to explain it. We got the joke, and we and we, and we all know that. <laughs> well, before the we... people listening to this are ponderous. They are they are nerds. They love minutia. The people that listen to a Movies by Minute podcast? Are you serious, yes. Jonathan? I'm, I'm serious. Oh, wow. Don't call, you, don't call me Jonathan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is, thank you, shout out to Airplane Minute. Um, go watch Airplane and Lawrence of Arabia and the Bionic Showdown. There you go. Let's <laughs> make a list. Bionic Showdown! Bentley, have you ever seen the movie Airplane? Yeah. Okay. I, I never can tell with you, does, really. Does, does Bentley have like this, uh, he doesn't know Liz, but does he have kind of a Liz-esque, like, you never know what they've seen. Oh, like yeah. I'm always shocked by like I have certain people that that in my life that I'm they're like oh I've never seen that movie. We like, have never. Uh, we have a a running tally on my sh- uh, uh, on this show. It's called Bentley's Never Seen It, and I can guarantee you that if you were to put up like the AFI Top 100, I probably haven't seen 80 percent of it. Never wow. seen Jaws. Never seen The Shining. Never seen any of the Alien movies. Never seen uh, Humble Brag. God, I mean, gosh, like, <laughs> g- give me a movie. I probably haven't seen it. 
unless Citizen it's Kane. a comedy. All right, or, that's going to be the entire Friday episode. Let me go get the AFI top well, 100, no. and we're just going to go through Give each me, one. Like, unless Jonathan, it's a, unless it's a 90s comedy. are not going to work. Unless it's a 90s comedy or... Um, or like an old like Gene Kelly movie, I probably haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, I love Gene Kelly movies. So yeah. does Jonathan. Uh, we could do that for the. Next I'm uh, I'm actually we- uh, I'm I teach tap dance, and I'm actually recreating a screen accurate Moses supposes with me and my little protege for our uh for the dance recital in June. Listeners, Aww. drink. That was your singing in the rain. Uh. Reference for this, and we got to mention Dule Hill at some point. We we will do that as well. But before we do that, <laughs> we've got one more pop quiz hotshot question of the week. To pop try quiz to resolve. Um, so Bentley, this question is for you first. Yes. Yesterday, we were talking about runway Bravo Tango, which is two of the letters in the NATO phonetic alphabet, which yep. I'm sure you've heard if you've watched like police shows or military or pilots uh, use it a lot or top gun or top gun so and i gave you another one a is for alpha so my question for you yeah is and you know you don't have to be like a you don't have to be a tryhard and give me like 15 of them just give me any five other letters in the nato phonetic alphabet um if i remember correctly and i have to start at the beginning because that's how my brain works it's Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot, Golf, Hotel. That's five. Okay. What about about you, Jonathan? Well, first of all, another movie to go watch, the A-Team movie. For some reason, everyone says it was a bomb. It made tons of money. Dude, I love that movie. I thought it was so fun. But there's Alpha, Michael, Foxtrot, so that gets you two letters. But I'll give you you the other ones from from him, uh, Tango. Whiskey, of course, because that's one of my favorite things to drink. Uh, uh, Lima. Oh, God. What a H-I-J-K. J and K is hard. J is a woman's name. Is it Juliet? Yes. Tell you what. Give me one more. uh, Bentley, by the way, you're correct. X is X-ray. Those are absolutely the le- the letters in the uh, the first seven letters in the NATO phonetic alphabet. Very very well done. Oh, thank you. Um, wow, you've you swept the questions this week. I thought the questions were Queen be a sweep? harder. I me, think me, so. me. Um. So here we again, are. it's it's a weird repository of knowledge. Like some stuff you start talking about, and I'm like, I have no idea what's happening, and then some stuff I'm like, oh yeah, I know that. But also being from a military family and that sort of stuff, I've, I mean, that kind of makes sense why my brain remembered it, I suppose. I don't know. I don't have very much about anything that happens here on the bus before we get into this conversation between Jack and Howard Payne. And is there anything that anybody wants to add before we get to that? No. Okay. All right. Well, then, I mean, that's really the focus of this minute so here's my question to the two of you real quick some great shots i like the i like the far away shots and you kind of see like hangar parts like you see like a an uncomplete jet engine you see the you see the bus driving around that uncomplete jet engine kind of reminds me of like the uh uh episode one like the pod racing like the those type of engines or whatever that they had um 
but this minute is heavily like an acting Dennis Hopper with his gold chain on his wrist, you know, minute. But like, I, I thought it was a really cool shot, really interesting stuff, but largely, yeah, this is Dennis Hopper with his Zach Morris cell phone acting the crap out of it. If only you, they had had a cameo with Sebulba, like driving the little, Sebulba! the little, the little <laughs> luggage truck. If you want your cinematography 101 uh, film school answer, this scene is perfect. Watch from the beginning and watch how the camera pans versus how the bus is moving. The bus is moving. They're doing kind of like an infinite left turn. But out the window, everything's moving to the right. If you look <laughs> at Dennis Hopper, everything's moving left to right. Everything in the bus is going right to left. And if you subtly watch them go back and forth between this, this is on purpose. <laughs> Yonda Bont did this on purpose, or a cinematographer did this on purpose. Uh, well, no, if you, I mean, if you, if you just keep watching, it's Dennis Hopper's because now you want that, you know, that that cinema school bull crap. They're now <laughs> in a different place. Before he was doing what he wanted him to do. He was doing what the bad guy wanted. Now he has changed the parameters of this game. And he's doing the opposite of what he wants. He's now in a place where there are no helicopters. He's not going to be able to watch him. And they're moving. They're going to be able to move these people off this bus. Yeah. Spoilers. Okay. So maybe that brings up my question. Dun, That's a dun, really good dun, point. Dun, dun. Um, and it's worth just mentioning again. Like Jan de Bont came up as a cinematographer. So there's a reason yeah. why this movie looks so good and why he knows all the rules. And why yeah. there's reasons too. There, it's not just that it looks good. There are reasons behind it. Shoot, having a shot list is useless if you aren't thinking about the entire picture. Yes, for the day, Dennis Hopper is in a room by himself. That is probably how they shot this. Keanu Reeves is probably not even there. He's not in the room reading lines to him. There is some person. The person who's usually supposed to watch the beer and see how what level it is, they're reading the lines. And it's one of those scenes where it's like, we have to know that when I cut this, I'm going to be cutting this with the scene of them driving the bus. So, and so, so let's shoot it the opposite way. So what you're doing is this left, left to right, and then right to left and left to right. And it's creating this amazing friction. My question, and this is sort of within the, so Bentley, don't answer plot. My question is within the context of the movie, why does Howard Payne feel like he needs to call Jack in this minute and just give him a little, you know, give him a little spice? Like, why does this scene happen? I guess is my question for both of you, but you first, Bentley. Well, I mean, he's entered the airport. It kind of seems like the next part of the mission or whatever. Um, but genuinely, it's it's 100% filmmaking 101. We haven't seen Dennis Hopper in a while. We need to, you know, and it's like, Oh, so you're at the next level? Okay, so you're at the <laughs> airport level. Now I'm here to remind you, hey, here's the deals and also I still want my monies. And He's that he's that Kiwi actor from uh, Jumanji. Welcome to Jumanji. Yeah, you've made it. <laughs> Adventurous. Like, uh, you've made it. Yeah, for like, sure. It's, 100%. It's like a, There's it's that like a, Go ahead. All right. No, you go ahead this time. I don't have anything else. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's like it's like one of those vintage NES games where like Zone Three Airport you've arrived yeah and then it then it has a little cutscene it's like all right hot shot I just want you to know 
It's it's exactly it's 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 in the movie because it was in the script, but it was it's you know if you want to read into it, he's now excited that there was this big jump, but also that his plan because remember if he kills all those people, if those people die on that bus, he doesn't get his money. It is in his best interest for that bus to continue to be a bus of terror of uh, hostages. But so. So he he's what he's doing is he's calling because he's also a little nervous because I now mean, they've moved to a different place than what his plan was. All of that is true, although we have seen in our previous sort of hostage situation gone bad. Like Payne has no qualms when it seems like he's ultimately not going to get what he's looking for to right. just blow the brakes. Sure. So you know, there and is- he does once the second he finds out it's not going to what he you know when he sees the video of the. Close caption, you know, camera, yeah. CCTV, circuit right. TV, yeah, yeah, right. When okay, sees, you know, th- so I think it's, I think it's one of those things where, but I think right now he's a little nervous, but also excited. It's like when you watch a football game, and the guys get in a fight, and then two seconds later, a big play happens, and they same guys like kind of congratulate them each other. There's a weird camaraderie that happens between. Oh, well played, Jack. I mean, yeah. it's funny you should bring that up because we, as we've noted on previous minutes, the only thing that Howard Payne likes watching better than TV news footage is like professional football. Yeah, it is little weird, little evil layer. Yeah, he's got pro pro football on two screens that are side by side. Um, Raj, you uh, you kind of figured out which game that was or whatever. Yeah, we talked not? about that in an earlier minute. Now I can't remember it. I actually attempted it has to, to be a different game now, right? Or how long? How long has this movie been going on? How, I mean, I know how before when they get on the bus. How long are they on the bus? I would say in the universe of the movie, since the time that uh, Jack got on the bus, I'm going to yeah. guess that it's been less than an hour. Okay. I mean, they didn't go very far. Yeah. And Howard Payne has given at them most. A- at most, right now, where we're at in the movie is the 90-minute mark that they've all been on the bus together. Right. So I, I think. remember, Howard Payne gives them an 11 a.m. deadline, in theory, to deliver the ransom money. Right. So this has not been an excruciating amount. I, let me put it this way. I'm happy at least that this minute is sort of self-aware enough. Like, I'm with Jack. And Jack is saying, like, what are you doing calling me for? Like, why are you calling me? If you I don't have the money. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm stuck here on this bus because you want to make my life a living hell. Today. You usually don't talk to the hostage when you're trying to get money. Right. And, you know, like Howard Payne has the phone number to to Lieutenant Mac. He could just very easily be calling him and giving him a hard time about it. Mm-hmm. That is true. So. But yeah, Mac, Mac did jump, just jump a uh, beef gap. So. <laughs> he, he he is there is some sort of camaraderie that's happening <laughs> that's such a funny set mac just jumped beef gap <laughs> that's his name now it's the beef gap that's definitely <laughs> oh i thought you said beef camp no beef gap when like i watched when like I when thought, i watched I now from now beef, on I, I i thought beef camp was like the opposite of you know like it's like the opposite of a fat camp like instead of <laughs> going to that you would go to beef camp I mean, Chicago, there's definitely beef camp. That's nope. basically every <laughs> restaurant in town is beef camp. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Bentley, Bentley has gone bye-bye. <laughs> so um, funny, dude. I So this is a great minute, although maybe this is just me. It kind of seems like there's one part of this that I don't understand. And if you told me that there was an earlier scene that they cut out of the movie, 
there's a part of this that doesn't make sense because this this whole thing where Howard Payne is talking about a negotiator and then he says, why are they messing with me? Like, doesn't it seem like this is a rejoinder to a scene that we never got to see? Like, that's a really great point. Yeah. Why? Why is he talking about a negotiator? There's been no negotiator. Yeah. that, That we know about in this whole movie. Yeah, like other than Mac, like who's only negotiating to get the hostages off the bus constantly, regardless of uh, of of our Helen knowledge. Um, yeah, that yeah, no, that's a great point, Roger. Like, uh, yeah, no, there hasn't been a negotiator. I was just like, sorry, I was just processing it. Like, <laughs> I was just thinking it. I was like, but yeah, no, there hasn't been like an any sort of negotiator talk or whatever. Jonathan, thoughts? Uh, I agree. They, this is uh, they may have cut put something on the cutting room floor. Uh, it's not. It's. It, I like the scene, but he is talking. It, it, they're almost like they, kind of in the edit, they were like, "Well, we have to move this movie along." So let's by by him saying that they're like, "Well, we don't have to deal now. We don't have to deal with like they w- the procedure would be they would bring in a." you know, someone to, to, to negotiate and they haven't done that. So let, and we're not going to shoot that or we did shoot it. And we're just not going to keep it in the movie. So let's just move on. I mean, the possibility is that let, much like many of the passengers of the bus that saw their parts tragically trimmed down to nothing. Like there was a hostage negotiator and then their parts of the movie are just like gone now. Like, I yeah. think they, I think they realized at some point, if the scene does not include one of the following people, Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock or Dennis Hopper, it doesn't deserve to be in this movie. So. Sure. That makes sense. So, so, so. Also, um, uh, just to, uh, at the beginning of this minute, um, to talk about something we talked about earlier in the week, is that, like, that that wide shot of the bus, like, when we're first coming in, again, it doesn't seem that there's any other people in the bus, or maybe I'm wrong, but it to me it just seems like a bunch of empty chairs or whatever. I see uh, heads in seats. Do you really? Unless I'm just looking at seats in seats. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so okay, so maybe I'm I'm incorrect then. It it's I thought those were backs of seats, but I guess that would make more sense that those seats are not that high. I those I have like, a laptop, Roger. Like, I'm I'm watching the I'm watching the footage as as we speak. <laughs> uh <laughs> but like uh no those are people okay okay yeah. i just thought they were like higher back seats at first or from... seats that are shaped like people's heads or seats <laughs> that are shaped like people which you is know weird. which is Maybe gonna be like our a... which is gonna be our hit single you know when we start a band seats shaped like people seats Wait, what was the name like of our band again it's like uh beef it's gap. like no beef it's gap. uh airport airport oh yeah <laughs> what was it I, I can't remember the name now. I forgot Air- to. <laughs> Airport code. <laughs> no, it was something that had to do with those tire things, those things that break your tires. I think Jack is a little spicy in this minute with pain. Like, <coughs> Jonathan, I think maybe you were sort of saying it as a joke about how the tables have turned. But I do think it It seems like Jack is almost sort of giving it back to pain in this minute in the sense that he sort of feels like at least they're on equal footing now if if not, he doesn't think that he almost sort of has gotten control of the situation. 
like he he almost seems like he's kind of baiting baiting Howard Payne into like you know trying to get a rise out of him. Well, he is a cop, so he's trying to you know move a, a, a an actual hostage would not be doing this. He's trying to get clues, context clues, like oh, leading so, questions. I think. Yeah. So you think that's what's going on here? I think sure. he sees that he has an ego because he called him after the thing, kind of like, "Wow, you're really you're impressing me, Jack." Okay. That means you're like someone who feels that he should, he's someone that should be impressed by someone. He's someone that feels, you know, there's, there's all the psychology based on, you know, how people react to your questions and how they react to the way you talk to them. And a cop sometimes are, are taught those things. Not always. And they don't always pick up on that stuff. But, you know, in this movie, this movie cop is trying to be a little more, you know, uh, cool, a little more, I don't know, probing. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It's a risky game to play with the dude who you know can probably push a button at any minute and send you all into like bits of atmosphere. Yeah, I agree. Do you think that? Do you think that Keanu thinks that there's still a bomb on this bus? Like I know he saw the one before, which was the, which was the 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 Helen bomb on the stairs or whatever. Do you? I forget because we do these so like how we do this like does oh, he, he knows no he knows that there's another bomb on this there's bus. another so he knows there's okay I mean they wouldn't have been trying to offload the passengers before they jump the gap he if, knows about the main bomb because they, they they've, they've never not talked about there is a main bomb on the right. bus the yeah. the bo- Helen bomb that's the stair bomb is something they did not know was there yeah, I think I think he knows that there's still this is still an explosive situation. Okay. Okay. Speaking of And there's also people in those bus seats. So, you know, what do I know? We uh we probably have another exciting bus fact on the way, but before we get Ooh. to that, does anybody have anything else about the action this minute? I just thought it was I thought it was really great like, you know, and and, and again, it was it was this thing like as far as movie making goes, we've been on the bus too long. Now we have to do the, the psycho talk. We have to do the crazy thing. We have to do like, Hey, remember the plot of the movie? Crazy guy wants to blow up the bus. And like, you know, we've, we've had the bus jump. We've had all this craziness and now let's bring it sort of like back down to reality with, Hey, remember all this stuff. Remember my stuff. I want the money. I want this. I want to da 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 da. And also like, remember that yeah, they've got to. It, they can't get off the bus. If they get off the bus, the movie's over. <laughs> the book. The movie sucks. Yeah. Not that suck, but it's the, the end part of this movie. Other than being on a train, I was kind of like, it sucks that they're not on a bus. <laughs> like that's kind of the point of the movie. But I, I get it. I get it. I enjoy that they employ all kinds of different modes of transportation. In sure. Movie. Mm-hmm. Be better if they were on bikes. <laughs> there's a but bomb on a bike. There's a bomb on a bike. Stay above ten. And they're like, "There's a bomb on the bike." Uh, okay, well, it'll just kill one person. No problem. That's fine. <laughs> Collateral damage. No problem. Yikes. No, no, Bentley. I 100. I agree with you. I think this is a really nice acting minute. Um, yep. And and a good transition to you know airport hijinks. The week starts going left to right, and it ends going right to left. <laughs> and as this week is coming to an end, Jonathan, give us our, I guess this is our sixth bus fact of the week. 
Fifth. Fifth. Well, you gave us two in one minute. I did. Well, you may be cutting that out. That's true. Tell you what, Jonathan, why don't you give us our last bus fact of the week? No problem. All right. This is hell on earth. What is the longest bus ride in America that you can take on a Greyhound? Are you saying in terms of miles or time? Time on the bus. I'll take hours or I will take days. Oh, gosh. Uh, Bentley, you can go first. Long, uh, one more time. Longest bus ride in America. In what America. is the length in time of the longest? Bu- in the United Hound, States, not Greyhound, in North America. The longest Greyhound bus ride. Yep. How many hours? 27. I'm going to say it's 65. Neither of you are close. It is 88. Whoa, Holy. no. 88 miles wait, wait, per wait, hour? Wait, wait. When you get to the end, does it travel through time? It's it's Miami, Florida to Seattle, Washington. It takes 88 hours. That is three days and 16 hours. That's fantastic. Wow. It has 45 stops. Can you, right when you get to the Jimi Hendrix Museum, like there are flames that come out of the back of the bus, and then you go back in time and arrive back in Miami again? Can you imagine being on a bus for three days? That's uh, insanity. And 16 hours. Not three days. Three days and then 16 hours. Yeah, so almost four days. Almost four days. <laughs> yeah. That is some oh. ser- serious leg cramping. That is, and that, and they, that is still a, you can get that ticket. God. That's. Oh, that's, if it helps, it's considered a scenic ticket. Be- better or sure. worse. Better or worse than flying from Miami to, C- to Seattle on Southwest. Oof. Well, uh, at Christmas time, who knows? Might, might take, it's not going to take 88 hours, but it might take 48 Bentley, I don't know that we're going to get Southwest to sponsor our podcast. No. I've been after them so much, too. Like, yeah. And they just what won't respond. The people who, people who work there are very nice, except for this one lady who was really a jerk. But everybody on the plane, nicest people, giving out free drinks. It was great. I'm sure they would. Well, Jonathan, you've just been a great guest this week. I'm sorry that we have to say goodbye to you, at least for this week. Uh, maybe we'll have you back again in the future. But if in case we don't, um, can you on our Friday show just tell us and you don't have to go into a whole lot of detail, but like, what are your other favorite parts of speed? Like if you weren't on for these five minutes, which I'm not going to lie, these are sort of, these are probably the biggest five minutes of the movie. But if you weren't on for these five minutes, what are your other favorite parts of speed? Um, can, can I say something that's a spoiler for the movie? No, like, don't worry it, about it. We've been spoiling left, right. And okay. I just want to make sure it's like, that's it's not fine. Like, no, that's fine. It would be the Jeff Daniels scene. Mm, mm-hmm. in the house that is so brutal with his look of just knowing what's yeah. about to happen it's a combina- it's, a- it's a combination of his look and then it's that tiny sound effect when you hear the buzzer go off yep it, and it's just like he looks like he's just sad yeah and also i love, I love that scene um i mean yeah that's pretty much it because i mean once once that he gets rid of sandy b and he's like I guess I guess she is driving the, she is driving the train at one point, but yeah, it, that part of it I'm kind of like third act. I'm like, nah, this movie has third act problems. All movies have third act problems. It's not a terrible problem. Just trying to like, how do you finish it? Right. There's no way that there's no way Dennis Hopper would ever physically be able to fight Keanu Reeves on any level. So it's a dumb fight. But I, I think my favorite part is that because I remember when I saw that movie theater, I was like, oh my god, they killed the comic relief. Yeah. You're saying and Jeff Daniels? 
and yeah. something and the something that I had I I've said before is that like it's so unexpected because we've essentially tried to kill Jeff Daniels twice at this point in the movie and he just <laughs> keeps living and so when that happens you're like oh crap they killed Jeff Daniels <laughs> like it, it's such a big it's such a big moment because like I said you know like Keanu shot him, you know, six inches, you know, he basically shot him in the femoral Femoral artery artery. or whatever in his leg. And like, you know, they were in the whole, you know, the, the elevator debacle before. And then, so you don't expect Jeff Daniels to die at all. And then he just, you just walk him right into that. And it's just like, boom. And you're like, holy crap, they killed him. Like, it's such it's, a great emotional point of the movie. Like, what a great emotional turn. Uh, also kind of gives Keanu focus, I think. Well, it it totally unhinges him, and then it turns him into, like, you know, psycho Keanu. Yeah. Cool Keanu. Yeah. Jonathan, I don't know if you know this. You probably do, because it sounds like you got a lot of back knowledge about speed. Apparently, before they cast Dennis Hopper, gap knowledge, gap knowledge, gap knowledge. So here's a little gap knowledge for you. I don't know if you knew this or, but in the original script, the villain in this movie was Jeff Daniels. Hmm. He was supposed I, to be the Mad Bomber, and then the dramatic twist in the middle is that you found out that the person that Jack thought was his mentor and sidekick all along was in fact the villain. Eh. I don't like that. I nope. think it, this movie is eternally better with Dennis Hopper as crazy Dennis Hopper. I agree. That is what happened or was was supposed to happen. But those, I mean, all those, all those first drafts always have pretty major rewrites. No, for sure. For sure. Better movie. Uh, yep. This I way. agree. I agree. All right. So for the last time this week, are you all ready for your pop quiz? Bentley, are you ready? I'm I ready. I won't be able to record anything. That is true. So this is a question just for you to think about, Jonathan, but for Bentley, Mm. you can have the whole weekend to think about. Mm. Um, So this minute, so this is a movie question. I've gotten away from obscure language questions. We're getting back more into our realm of expertise. Mm. This is a question about movies. And in particular, this is a minute where we talk about hostage negotiators. So I'm going to ask you a question about the 1998 classic action thriller, The Negotiator. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm ex- can you so your question for Monday is can you name any three of the six actors named in the summary box on its Wikipedia page? I think two of them are very easy. I'm excited to see if you can get at least one more. Hundred percent. No, no way. Hundred percent. Already that have it. is that is your oh well that's great. It's good to hear. I want I want your streak to continue. I don't care what the Got listeners it. say, always know Bentley. I'm secretly rooting for you. I haven't seen that movie in 20 years. I've never Dude, seen Dude, I movie. had that movie on VHS. I watched that movie when I was in Los Angeles going to Wait, music. you still have it on VHS? What? Why? Because it's awesome. But why on VHS? Because it's awesome. Because you never know when you need to use that TV with the VHS slot in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Just ready to go. Hey, TV VCRs are a big commodity. That's the first thing they steal in, Ca- in the Fast and Furious. Well, Jonathan, <laughs> sorry to say we have to say farewell, but for the last time, can you uh, tell all the listeners when they can hear and see you on the internet before we have yep. to say farewell? Yep. Other than the podcast I mentioned, uh, Minute Impossible and uh, Cast and Furious, got a new podcast coming out in the spring. 
Spring is for new podcasts. My friends, uh, Rick Ingham from the Mad Max Minute and uh, Waterworld Minute and uh, Robin Burge from uh, Karate Kid Minute and a million other uh, podcasts that he's done. Are do we're doing uh, a podcast called Sword Boys? We are watching sword movies, not one minute at a time, but cut by cut. So Sword Boys, cut by cut. We're starting with the greatest sword movie, Highlander. We're then gonna watch He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Yeah, we're gonna watch uh, Conan the Destroyer. We're gonna watch Beastmaster. We're gonna watch a ton of sword movies. We're gonna talk about what a sword is. Our first episode is. What constitutes a sword? Like, how long does it have to be? There's a lot of work. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that, uh, and 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 how important deaths are in the movies. If we're going cut, we originally were doing cut by cut, and we we're like, do we go by like like when someone dies, that's the end of the episode? No, we're doing a little bit differently. But how important is that death to people? It's gonna be it's gonna be a super fun show. Uh, a lot of our friends will be on from the minute by minute. Uh, uh, podcasting world. So it'll be super fun. You can go find it at swordboys.biz. That's spelled normal, not B O I S or B O Z. It's B swordboys.biz. Swordboys.biz is where we are. Find us also on, I think we're in face group, Facebook group. Uh, it's called like swordboys.group. <laughs> I think that's the name of the group. That's not the actual address. Just go look up swordboys.group in uh on Facebook and you can find us. We we have a bunch of we have a bunch of socials, but we we literally just recorded an intro episode and just recorded a uh, first episode. So we're real early in creating a backlog of that. Very good. I'm looking forward to your take on the Kurgan. That's going to be great. I cannot wait for that episode to come out. Um, There's a lot of good good uh, good accents. Oh. A lot of good Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery and uh and Clancy Brown. For sure. Dude, uh, if uh, if you do, uh, I'm sure you will do the '96 Zorro, the first Zorro movie with Antonio Banderas. I want mm-hmm. in on that. I love we're that all, movie. We're gonna do Zorro, and we're also doing the 1985 version of Zorro the Gay Blade with George Hamilton. Sure, uh, another great movie. Uh, completely different vein, but it's it's. I think at first it's kind of an '80s nostalgia. It's kind of that's how, kind of where we are. As we as we move along, we'll we'll definitely. But that that Zorro's definitely in there. That's one of the one of my favite. Uh, well, Zorro renditions, and also just it's a great movie. I just it's watched a that great movie, again. and the sword fighting it is so great. And like I did so a lot of stage combat and like uh, you know sword stuff, and that came out when I was in high school doing that, and it was so much fun. Like just to like I can watch it analytically and be like, oh god, that's killing it. You know, like it's so good. So it's but, really good. It's one of those movies. Also, the great soundtrack. Yeah, on Zorro. I mean, for sure. I, this may be an unpopular take. I'm I specialize in those, but I hope it, you will consider also doing the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. That is a great sword movie. No, All I right. think someone's already done them minute by minute, and I'm kind of like we're trying to steer. I mean, you know, what we may do we may do the third one. Like, dude, it's just crazy. Just pick one of the F- pirates movies and do it. I do like the first one though. The I, first I, one is awesome. And Roger, a, you were 100% correct. It is a lot of great sword play in that movie. All right. That, give that us, first how about this? Awesome. Let us get through a couple of movies and we'll just, we'll figure out there's, there's so many sword because there's lots of movies where like, if it has a sword in it, do we have to do it? Like Troy, Troy has swords. 
Uh, you know, there's, there's lots some of good, movies, but there's some cool fighting in that movie. It is. Yeah. Well, t- that totally understand. You, you're not going to have a shortage of movies to choose from. No. So, so I'm looking forward to it for sure. So come join us and be a sword boy along with the rest of us. It's super <laughs> fun. <laughs> but Jonathan, thank you. Thank you for letting for me. Thanks for letting week. me be on. I, I, I know I got on because of my bona fides about, you know, about the cast of the Furious. So it's like car stuff. So I get the cool jump. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Bentley, for having me on. Yeah, man. It's our pleasure. And Bentley, uh, for the last time this week, uh, send us off into the sunset. Send us over the gap. Oh, we're going over the gap. (sighs) Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, thank you all very much for listening to today's Speed Movie Minute. Make sure that you've rated, reviewed, subscribed, you know. I will, uh, you know, I'll give you a little shout out. I'll read you a little review if you want to do it on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, If you want to hook up with this on Twitter or on the old Gmail, do you have sword knowledge? You know, email us, speedmoviemen at gmail.com. And where Raj always keeps the party going, Bus2525, our Facebook group. Meh, meh, meh. Which adds up to 50. (laughs) All of the. Everything that you need are in the show notes, and uh, we will be back next week with more Speed Movie Minute. But until then, and as always, in the immortal words of Sam the Bus Driver, this ain't no bus stop.